Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of acne rosacea found under the dermatology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 30-year-old woman presents with complaints of redness in her face, especially in her cheeks. She notes that it is worse after sun exposure. She has a history of unspecified joint pains, but no other symptoms. Physical exam demonstrates some pustules and papules on her cheeks. Let's continue with an introduction to acne rosacea. Remember that it is a common facial dermatosis, which may be of the vascular subtype, which includes flushing, blushing, and telangiectasias, or of the inflammatory subtype, which includes papules and pustules. The specific cause is unknown. However, it is exacerbated by hot foods and drinks, spicy foods, alcohol, heat, and sun exposure. In terms of epidemiology, most commonly it is found in adults, and it can occur in children, though this is rare. Moving on to the presentation, skin findings will include facial eruptions on the forehead, cheeks, nose, and around the eyes. There will be erythema with telangiectasias, flushing, and papules and pustules may appear. Non-skin findings include ocular symptoms, which occurs in more than 50% of patients. These include conjunctivitis with lacrimation, telangiectasias of the eyelid, blepharitis, and meibomian gland dysfunction. In terms of the evaluation, remember that diagnosis is usually based on clinical exam and history. However, a biopsy is used to rule out lupus if it is indicated. In terms of the differential, Make sure to think about acne vulgaris, pustular tinea, folliculitis, and lupus erythematosus. And in terms of treatment, lifestyle modifications include avoiding spicy foods, avoiding hot foods and drinks, and avoiding sun exposure and the use of sunscreen. Pharmacologic options include topical metronidazole, topical sulfacetamide, bromonidine, which is the best treatment for persistent flushing, Remember that this is an alpha-2 agonist, which causes vasoconstriction. Other options include systemic antibiotics like tetracycline for resistant ocular symptoms and isotretinoin for chronic or relapsing cases. With regards to the prognosis, remember that the disease course varies. However, it is typically a chronic condition. And lastly, complications related to acne rosacea include recurrence of disease or resistant disease. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to acne rosacea, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 34-year-old, previously healthy woman presents to her primary care physician with a three-week history of worsening red eyes and watery discharge. She denies any ocular pain, but she says her eyes always feel mildly irritated as if there were grains of sand stuck in her eyes. She has noticed that her symptoms worsen when she goes out for her daily jog around the neighborhood. The patient otherwise denies any recent changes in her health, including recent fatigue or weight loss. Her only medication is her daily multivitamin. Her temperature is 98.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.1 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 128 over 66. Pulse is 76 beats per minute and respirations are 12 breaths per minute. On physical exam, the patient is a well-appearing woman with flushed facial skin. Ocular exam reveals mild conjunctival injection bilaterally, as well as many small, dilated vessels close to the skin surface along the lid margins.
the remainder of her exam appears normal, which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Allergic conjunctivitis Choice 2. Bacterial conjunctivitis Choice 3. Lupus erythematosus Choice 4. Ocular rosacea Or Choice 5. Viral conjunctivitis The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Ocular rosacea this patient's chronic presentation of bilateral red eyes with watery discharge, foreign body sensation concerning for dry eye, eyelid telangiectasias, and facial erythema are most indicative of ocular rosacea. Rosacea is a chronic, inflammatory skin disorder that leads to acneiform eruptions and erythema of the face and neck. This condition is usually found in patients 30 to 60 years of age. The underlying cause of rosacea is unclear but is thought to be vascular or immune-related. Ocular involvement is very common and results in eyelid and ocular surface inflammation. Ocular rosacea can present as bilateral conjunctival injection, watery discharge, telangiectasias of the eyelid, blepharitis, and meibomian gland dysfunction, resulting in dry eye. Aggravating factors include hot and spicy foods, alcohol, exposure to extremes of temperature and sun, exercise, and certain emotional states. There is no cure for ocular rosacea. However, symptomatic management can include steroid eye drops, antibiotics, artificial tears, and eyelid scrubbing. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Allergic conjunctivitis typically presents as bilateral, diffuse conjunctival injection with significant ocular pruritus and watery, non-purulent discharge. Patients often have a history of atopy or seasonal allergies. Choice 2. Bacterial conjunctivitis often presents with unilateral, sometimes bilateral, conjunctival injection with thick, purulent discharge. Pathogens that commonly cause bacterial conjunctivitis include Staphylococcus aureus, Streptococcus pneumoniae, and Haemophilus influenzae. Choice 3. Lupus erythematosus may present in a young woman with facial erythema and ocular symptoms. However, lupus is less likely to be the diagnosis in this case as she lacks other common clinical features such as fever, fatigue, weight loss, or arthralgias. Choice 5. Viral conjunctivitis usually presents as a unilateral, sometimes bilateral, conjunctival injection with watery or mucoserous discharge. The patient may also have other symptoms of a viral prodrome, including adenopathy, fever, or upper respiratory tract infection. It is typically caused by adenovirus. Finally, a bullet summary. Ocular rosacea is a chronic, inflammatory condition that can present with bilateral conjunctivitis, telangiectasias of the eyelid, blepharitis, and meibomian gland dysfunction. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 58-year-old man presents to his primary care physician complaining of a facial rash. He states that he has had the rash for at least 10 years. The rash is on both cheeks and spreads across his nose. It normally comes and goes, but is exacerbated by sun exposure. The patient was recently fired and is embarrassed of his rash, which has prevented him from accepting job interviews. He has tried various over-the-counter lotions and soaps with little improvement. He has no other complaints. 
His medical history is significant for mild osteoarthritis and coronary artery disease. He takes aspirin, simvastatin, and ibuprofen. On physical exam, you note telangiectasias on his bilateral eyelids. There is also an erythematous rash with papules that overlies the cheeks and nose, including the nasal labial folds. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Acne vulgaris Choice 2. Dermatomyositis Choice 3. Folliculitis Choice 4. Rosacea Or Choice 5. Systemic lupus erythematosus The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Rosacea The patient is presenting with an erythematous rash and overlying papules on the nose and bilateral cheeks associated with flushing, which is consistent with rosacea. Rosacea is a common facial dermatosis seen most often in adults. It can present with flushing as well as papules and pustules on the forehead, cheeks, nose, and eyes. Severe rosacea can progress to tissue hyperplasia, especially of the nose. Ocular symptoms include conjunctivitis, telangiectasias of the eyelid, and blepharitis. The rash is exacerbated by heat, sun, spicy foods, and alcohol. It is a chronic condition that can be treated with lifestyle modifications. Pharmacologic agents include topical metronidazole, bromonidine, tetracycline, or isotretinoin. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Acne vulgaris presents most often in adolescents with papules, pustules, cysts, nodules, or comedones. This can occur anywhere on the face as well as the back, neck, and chest. Exacerbating factors include emotional stress, excessive sweating, and menstrual cycle changes. Choice 2. Dermatomyositis presents with a photosensitive V-shaped rash on the neck and chest and trunk, a heliotrope rash, which is a purple-red rash on the eyelids, and gotron papules on the dorsum of the hands. It is an autoimmune disease. Choice 3. Folliculitis presents with clusters of pustules or papules that are often pruritic, wax and wane, and surround hair follicles. Therefore, folliculitis occurs on hair-bearing skin, such as the beard area, buttocks, and legs. Choice 5. Systemic lupus erythematosus can present with a range of cutaneous findings, including a malar rash, which is an erythematous butterfly rash on the cheeks or nose. Unlike in rosacea, the malar rash of a SLE will spare the nasal labial folds. This patient's rash includes the nasal labial folds, and he has no other symptoms related to SLE such as fatigue, arthralgias, or renal symptoms. Rosacea more often will have papules and pustules compared to SLE. Finally, a bullet summary. Rosacea presents in adults with flushing, erythema, telangiectasias, papules and pustules, and tissue hyperplasia on the cheeks, nose, and skin surrounding the eyes. That's all for this review about acne rosacea. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating 
and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.